a willingness to do what must be done, a willingness to look stupid, a willingness to become a beginner every season. That's what makes champions. While Arjun is away, Team Arjun's going to play. We're here to bring you our favorite actionable insights and content from Arjun's newest book, Profit First for Lawyers. Profit First for Lawyers is going to accelerate your law firm's growth so that you can profit in every area of your life, not just financially. Team Arjun is also going to be sharing what it's really like to work with Arjun Robbins behind the scenes. So put your BS aside for the next few minutes and put yourself, your family, your firm, and your profit first. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Carly. And today we have a special guest from Team Arjun. Raul is our ever elusive creative genius on the team. And honestly, you guys are in for a treat. Just a quick note, folks, that today we're getting into some really meaty topics and we're going to use some colorful language. So if you have small ears listening, you might want to save this one for later. Welcome to the show, Raul. Thank you for agreeing to being on today. Thank you very much for having me. It feels weird to be out of my elusive nature, but it's still very nice to be here. <laughs> so Raul, what is your official uh, role? Well, I, I actually wanted to mention something. Sorry for interrupting. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like this is the best time to say this since it's just after the intro and I've edited that thing into oblivion. So I <laughs> have it committed to memory. But at the end, you say to put your BS aside so you could put yourself, your friend or your friends, your family and your profit first. I want to also say specifically for this episode that they should also, in addition to their bullshit, put their egos aside as well. Oh, that is definitely a, an interesting addition. Why do you say that today, Raul? Well, I think the viewers are just going to have to wait until we get there to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I'm not into spoilers. <laughs> All right, Raul. Fair enough. So now can I ask the question, what is your official role on Team Arjun? I am the graphics guy, the elusive graphics guy. <laughs> People come to me with some Word documents or a very boring uh, piece of paper or something, and I turn it into graphic magic or Raulify it, as Delisi has been trying to make stick within the <gasps> Oh, that is so true. And honestly, to the listeners who are either watching or listening out there, uh, Raul is not lying. I swear he can take anything. He's like the, the MacGyver of design, right? You give him this much, an equivalent of a rubber band and some bubble gum, and he will turn it into some polished, amazing, creative, anything in like two seconds. <laughs> you know what? We're actually going to cut to a clip. Let's actually say I turn this little bit of bubble gum and a paper clip into this right here. There you go, graphics guy in post-production, which may be me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raul. So what did you think that working for Arjun was going to be like before you got hired? Oh, no preamble. We're going right into the hard-hitting Right into here. it. I want to know. <laughs> um, if I'm being entirely honest, 
Um, even though Delisi, who we'll discuss later as well, because I'm not sure if the listeners have been introduced to her quite yet, which that's going to be a treat. Delisi, who I previously worked with, had spoken about R. John in a very positive light, but there's always that little voice in the back of your head like, ah, that sounds too good to be true. And I don't know, for me, I'm kind of jaded by life. So I just figured he would be kind of like every other corporate guy out there. And I was pleasantly surprised. All right. So then what has it actually been like now that you are working more closely with Arjun? Um, It's definitely been a very different experience than what I expected. Obviously, Arjun couldn't, well, to anybody who knows Arjun, uh, he could not be further from your standard corporate businessman (laughs) like no suit and ties all paisley um all rock and roll that's just the way he is um so the best part about working for our john as a creative is that he gives you the room to be creative it's a very liberating experience most people don't know how to work with creatives which i can't really blame them because they've never really been taught how to do so but Arjun, I guess through trial and error or just his natural charisma and coaching ability just knows how to do so. He does not backseat drive. He just allows people to take his ideas and run with them with the full confidence that he'll or that they will get it there. And uh, of course, he has to put his Arjun stamp at the end of everything. And we have to have two hour meetings where we go through every little detail and coaching ensues. But the process as a whole is just very liberating working with him. A lot more uh, freeing than most corporate businessmen. Yeah. You know that you bring up an interesting point because I've, I've worked with a number of creatives throughout my career and, um, you know, I always struggle on how much information is too much to give somebody, how much is not enough, right? Uh, is, is this kind of creative backseat just saying, here's what I want to evoke. Is that the best way to approach somebody in the creative field? Um, I believe so. But I also believe, I mean, as long as you're not going on a three-month tirade with no (laughs) breaks, um, I think there's no such thing as too much information. I like the initial meeting to last as long as it needs to. Some people are very simple, very straight to the point, and they want you to take the reins. They're not creatives. They have no idea Mm -hmm. how to do this. And they expect you to utilize your genius, which is why they came to you. And then other people have a very specific approach, a very specific look or uh, brand guidelines that they want you to understand beforehand. So it's just about taking the time that is necessary to communicate the vision. The backseat driving comes with pretty much the process. Imagine it like an Uber. You tell an Uber where you're trying to go. Now they can get their directions from Google Maps or Waze Mm -hmm. or their own intuition from knowing this town since they've been here, or you can just direct them every little bit of the way and just irritate the hell out of them. (laughs) By the second or third turn, they're like, okay, can I just end the ride and get you out of here? So you need to trust the Uber driver to get you where you're needing to go, just like you need to trust your designer to take your vision to the end. 
Yeah. No, hey, I really appreciate that. And I know it's a little bit of a detour from the the usual questions that I ask Pun in intended. these interviews. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But, you know, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people listening also, you know, have to work with creatives and and it's very useful to know how can I get, how can I utilize your native genius the best way that I possibly can to get the outcome that I want. Um, Anyway, let's get back to Arjun. Okay. What is one of the most profitable pieces of advice that Arjun has either given to you directly or that he has said in your hearing that you've kind of taken internalized? So I'm not sure if just by osmosis, I received this question um, or that we just discussed it beforehand. But the the one that comes immediately to memory is uh, probably happened about an hour after meeting Arjun, it was at a a workshop Palooza, my first encounter with the team in general. Um, We had just had breakfast and I, my wife and I had just started an LLC, our own design company, which we're still working on as well. And I was excited about it. First time I've ever, ever done anything like that. So I just casually bring it up to Arjun and you know, expecting that he's going to give again, that same dry corporate response of, Oh, that's good. I wish you luck. But no, he actually started asking questions and like, Oh, why a design company? And, you know, got out of me like, Oh, I just love doing design. I think I'm really good at it. To which his response is, how do you know you're good at it? And just like, Oh, okay. I wasn't (laughs) expecting this. I just met this guy an hour ago. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. And essentially long story short, it eventually got to the point where he compared this LLC to a sushi restaurant and how he got there, maybe a future episode will disclose the whole story. But he essentially was saying that people who start sushi restaurants love sushi the way I love graphic design. But that doesn't mean that the owner of the restaurant is making sushi. Mm. And he got to the point where he communicated to me that I wasn't creating, or at least I wasn't aiming to create an opportunity for my wife and I, I was creating a job for myself. And Mm. at first that like my initial reaction, which again, we're going to talk about ego, my initial ego driven reaction is who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Who does he think he is to talk to me like that? I know more about graphic design. I'm the best, yada, yada, yada. But going back to my uh, room that day and thinking about it, I actually saw the wisdom in that. And that was the first lesson that really resonated with me. Ooh, that's a really good one, Raul. I, I hadn't heard that one before. I know that Arjun was talking to you a lot. You know, I was in that meeting for Workshop Palooza too. And I, I know he was talking to you a lot about this company that you guys were hoping to make, but I wasn't really privy to the inner details of that one. I think the sushi restaurant is a really good... I, I've never thought about that before. It's true, right? Like if you start a company because you love something, you as the owner are not necessarily going to be the one who is doing that thing that you love, right? That's interesting. So, and you've mentioned that kind of ties into the clip that you have today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce that? 
Yes, of course. So in this particular clip, Arjan is discussing your ego and how holding on to this particular ego actually robs you of the opportunity to grow mm. later on and how you need to kill your ego. Something has to die inside of you, I believe is the quote he says, in order for you to grow to your potential. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. Let's go ahead. Let's roll the clip. Your ego is not your friend. Your ego is holding you back. The sooner we can kill it, the better off you'll be. And no one whose ego is alive understands what I'm talking about. And everyone whose ego has been crushed and they've been freed of it, they all understand what I'm talking about. Generally speaking... Not all the time, but most of the people that you're going to meet in life who have achieved the highest levels of success, there's something dead inside of them that got crushed a long time ago. It's their ego. A lot of people confuse drive and ambition for ego. Not the same thing. A willingness to do what must be done, a willingness to look stupid, a willingness to become a beginner Every season, that's what makes champions. And that requires you to leave your ego at the door. Or better yet, kill it. Oof. Raul, that was a really great clip. It's a little hard to hear when you say it like that, though. Because the, the thought of killing anything in yourself kind of feels a little... Oof. You know, why, why that exact clip? Just because I believe people need to hear that. It is an uncomfortable thing. And like you said, people want to, our instinct is to preserve ourselves. And we believe, as Arjun said in that clip, that ego is our drive. It's our hustle. It's what gets us out of bed in the morning. But that's actually not it. I mean, I do believe it has its place in the beginning, let me let, let me cut into a mild tangent before that. We Please, were going to edit this perfectly. Um, <laughs> if we can, let's put up a graphic on screen. Um, what we have here is something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. This is something that Arjun brought to my attention while we were working at on the uh, LQM workbook for July of 2023. And, yeah, let me pause um, you right I, there real quick, Raul. For those who uh, are not as familiar with HTM or how to manage the LQM is a live quarterly meeting that happens every quarter, like it says. And we have about 700 uh, attorneys, law firm owners who show up to all be taught and to teach each other all at the same time. It's a really cool event. Uh, and Raul does all of the amazing graphics for these thick workbooks that people bring home and use for the next quarter so that they can achieve some crazy growth. Okay, so you're at the LQM. You're going over the workbook with Arjun. Go ahead, Raul. If I can, I'm going to interject something else in there. If you're Please. interested in hearing more about said live quarterly <laughs> meetings, you can go to howtomanageaSmallLawFirm.com and learn more. Great interjection, Raul. But by God, we're going to keep it. 
<laughs> so we discussed this Dunning-Kruger effect, and um, it's essentially this chart which maps confidence and competency. And I believe that ego is needed for the initial journey of this Dunning-Kruger effect. So essentially, the first hill is called the peak of stupidity. <laughs> this is where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's aptly named because that's essentially where your ego gets you. It's where you have low competency in any particular field, but you have high confidence. It's the person who has never worked in the real world in a particular field. They only know it in theory. So they think they know mm -hmm. it in practice. They come in hot and life kicks them in the face. <laughs> They're, they didn't they're not as competent as they believe them to be. Mm -hmm. it, I'm sure both of us could have some experience in that. Am I right? Oh yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I've uh, reached my own. What was it? The Valley of stupidity. Oh, the next one is the Valley of despair. Oh, I've reached that too. Tell me more. <laughs> so the next phase in that after life has kicked you in the face, you fall all the way down the peak of Mount Stupidity into the Valley of Despair. And this is where you get humbled, essentially. You fail on a project that you thought you were going to be amazing at, or you just really had to come to grips that you didn't know as much as you thought you knew. Your ego brought you into the situation where you were in over your head and you failed. So now you're here in the valley. You stay here for a little bit. You wallow. Some people quit. The ones who don't want to quit uh, persevere. They keep going. After a while, they're there with their ego. They're like, what the fuck? You told me that I was going to be great. Uh, we, we thought we had this. And then after a while, you go full 1980s slasher on your ego you leave their bones in the dust in the valley, and then you start to head up the slope of enlightenment, which mm. this is where you've shed the weight of your ego, those expectations that you had to be great. And you start, as Arjun said, you start learning. You start being open to new ideas and the idea that you don't know everything. So your the willingness to learn, the willingness to grow, this is where it happens. Wow. You know, I I definitely feel like I had recycled all three of those stages several times in my life, but I you know, I've never really thought about it that way, Raul. You just like literally blew my mind. And it is something that I feel like I experienced as well, but couldn't put into words until Arjun introduced me to this. And it's something I believe everyone has gone through, or sadly, some people who still have their ego intact are probably only repeating the first two steps instead of heading up that slope of enlightenment to a better future. And either that, or they could possibly just be repeating the first two steps. They go into something, they try, or their ego drives them, and then they fail. And then they're like, oh, well, screw this. I'm going to go to something else, try again, fail. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to pivot to a different industry entirely, but it could just be trying different things, failing, and not seeing that their ego consistently is driving them to this valley.
Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, so many thoughts that I want to word vomit right now, but of course, I don't want to take away from just letting us relax and live in that moment, you know, of the way out of the valley of despair is not necessarily to climb back up to the peak of stupidity um, or the the top of Mount stupidity. I'm not sure what that is, but, but really is uh, kind of to search for that enlightenment instead. I, and I think that that's just a better way to live in general. Um, you know, I, I spoke a little bit on uh, episode five uh, when I was doing my interview about um, what it was like to work with Arjun. And uh, I said that there were a lot of people who kind of jokingly, not jokingly, took bets with me on how long I would last uh, in Arjun's circle because a lot of people perceive him as being really, really harsh. Um, and what I really grew to learn was that it is such a great experience working with Arjun because he will give you so many chances to go up that valley of enlightenment, right? He's going to coach you up. He's going to make you better and kind of kill that ego inside of you, right? But it's just, if you if you can let yourself get into that teaching mode, then you will level up so high. Uh, it's just not for everybody. I don't it know. That, maybe that's a little cynical everybody. to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it definitely isn't for everybody. One of the first books that I got handed in How to Manage was The Power of Ted. Yeah. And it introduces you to the uh, victim versus creator orientation. And sadly, just a lot of people are in that victim orientation who believe somebody like Arjun, who's coming to coach them and tell them, hey, you fell down that mountain, not because you're not capable. It's because you didn't learn what was necessary to stay up there. Why don't you learn? And most people are like, nah, I'm going back up this mountain to show that I can climb it myself. And it's just, they have this ego really. And they're also in the victim mindset to where they don't want to accept the teachings the wisdom of other people and the ego is entirely what stops them from accepting that oh all right so to wrap all of that up in a nice little bow what was it that you said raul it was uh go full-on slasher mode on your ego <laughs> yes go full-on 1980s slasher on your on your ego oh my gosh i love not that. everybody will get that but whoever does get that you're cool in my book. I love that. All right, guys. Well, if anybody has any questions or thoughts for Raul, please make sure to email us at podcast at profitfirstforlawyers.com. And thanks again to everybody who's reached out to us so far. We have been loving reading your emails. Okay, Raul, we have an extra special surprise for our listeners today, right? So before we, we play do. this video... Uh, we do need to give the listeners a little primer into who Delisi is. So how would you describe Delisi Friday? If I had to think about it, my initial <laughs> gut reaction is an endless ball of energy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure you would agree. She is uh, yeah. always on, always going, always thinking about how we can improve certain aspects of the team. And she has this 
really awesome ability to bring people from all walks of life, all different age ranges, and really bring us all together to create something awesome. Like this podcast for one, or the way we've elevated LQMs, the live quarterly meetings, um, the Profit First for Lawyers book, or even starting up the uh, 10,000 books. Whoa, 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 wait, book. wait, 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 hang on. That's not for this episode, Rahul. That is for another day, my friend. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we will explain that later, listeners, but nothing to see here for right now, folks. Okay. So, so this particular video that we're about to show you, we had the three of us, Raul, myself, Delisi, we were at our live quarterly meeting actually just last weekend while we're filming this. And we had a really diabolical plan to let the cat out of the bag as far as this podcast goes. And thankfully, we still have our jobs to show <laughs> that, we, that this was entirely awesome, went off without a hitch, and Arjan was pretty surprised. I would say that surprised is an understatement. So, Raul, we had talked about what are we going to do when Arjun gets back into the U.S. Because obviously he's not staying in Paris forever. And we knew that he was going to figure out what we'd been up to for the last several weeks. Uh, so do you want to go into a little bit um, of what we decided, how we decided to let the cat out of the bag? Well, we could have done what. I guess would have been the safest option. Just emailed him. Hey, Arjun, we decided to launch this podcast. We hope it's okay. But thankfully we went another route. We thought we would ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. Um, and we decided, Hey, why not announce this in the middle of the LQM in front of 600 plus people with Arjun on stage and him none the wiser that any of this had happened. Yes. All right, folks. So this is a fun little clip that we have of what happened when we surprised Arjun in front of a crowd of 700 people with a podcast. Let's roll the clip. All right, Delisi, is there anything else that I am forgetting? Yes, you are. But I it's actually because it's a surprise. So you think that you just announced the Profit First for Lawyers book, but actually, while you were in Paris, Team Arjun did that for you. So since wait, I'm wait, at wait, the wait, AV wait, table... Wait, wait, what are you talking about? I have a surprise video. Gentlemen, let's roll the video. What are you talking about? Arjun Robbins is a serial entrepreneur who has grown several multi-million dollar businesses. He has also changed the lives of countless small law firm owners and entrepreneurs by empowering them and liberating them from the doctrine of sacrifice. He is also the author of Profit First for Lawyers, which will be coming soon to a bookstore near you. What Arjun isn't is aware that we're launching this podcast. While Arjun is away, Team Arjun's gonna play. And that's why we're launching the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. In each episode, we're gonna be sharing some practical, entertaining, and most importantly, actionable content so that you can have more success in your business, so that you can have more profit in your business, and most importantly, so that your business can be more fun to run. 
Along the way, we're going to be giving you some behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to work with Art John Robbins. We've been asking Art John some questions hey! while he's been away in Paris, <laughs> and he's been sending us some answers. So if you have a burning question, please email us at podcast at profitfirstforlawyers.com. That's 4-F-O-R. And we will send those questions to Arjun without him ever even knowing what they're for. And like, if that seems a little odd to you, that Arjun would answer a question without knowing what it's about or why we're asking, trust me. Arjun is a born coach. We do it all the time. So go ahead and subscribe to the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or really anywhere that your favorite podcast play. Join us in our stealth launch, and I'll see you then. So, Surprise! So you, <laughs> you left to Paris. I'm like going around Paris, like shooting videos. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing there? We need someone videos. to say, I have ideas. So, so you guys actually created a podcast? Oh, yeah, it's so out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, with what? With your team. You I, were I in mean, Paris. what's in the podcast? What is in the podcast? What is, what is the podcast about? So, we use. I guess I'm going to have to sign up <laughs> to find out what my podcast is. You all go to that QR code to subscribe to the podcast to find out. But we use behind the Hold scenes on. footage. I'm, I'm going to. You should. <laughs> Uh, we have interviews with other members of Team Arjan who are talking about what it's really like to work with you. Uh, we talk about some of our favorite lessons from the book that resonated with all of us. We use video and content of you that you did not approve, and hopefully I'm not fired. Um, but I think it was done reasonably well. Subscribe to automatically receive the latest episode. Holy shit, how many episodes are there? Uh, there's five. We're <laughs> launching another one on Monday. <laughs> so this gives me the idea we should do a workshop entitled How to Get a Podcast Without Even Knowing It. <laughs> okay. That sounds like well, How to Train a Superstar Staff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No <laughs> shit. Well, I, I guess I don't really know what to say since I haven't seen the podcast. Is it video? Is it audio? Is it? Oh, it's all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to Paris for six weeks or five. I go to Paris for five weeks. <laughs> you guys, did you guys know you were doing this before I left? No, it's just that you left and we're used to every week when you're like, guys, I have this idea. Guys, I have this idea. Guys, I have this idea. And we missed it. So we're like, okay, well, he's gone. We have a pod or we have a book to launch. What else should we be doing? He's gone. He's gone. Okay, let's just do it. And we just did it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I guess I'm a little speechless. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's a first. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you. Thank you. Well, folks, we all still have jobs. <laughs> so I guess you can say it went really well. Uh, thanks again, Raul, for being on and helping me to announce these things and giving some really good talking points on killing of our ego. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.
Yes. All right, folks, that's all we have for you today. So make sure that you stay tuned next week as we introduce a seven-part series about the seven main parts of every successful and unsuccessful law firm. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss this one. So join us, subscribe, and always remember to put your profit first. And your ego last. (laughs) And your ego last, what Raul said. Your future self is going to thank you. And we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Profit First for Lawyers. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. And buy your copy of the book at ProfitFirstForLawyers.com. Your future self will thank you for it. And we will see you next time.